Good morning. By the Lord's providence, he changed my mind on the psalm that I was originally intending to do through some events that happened this past week. Often we emphasize here that it's important, it's essential for us to have an independent love and fear of the Lord. So it's appropriate that last week, Jonah Unger told us about the love of the Lord that we should have. This week, I would like to focus on the other half and remind myself and all of you about the fear of the Lord. I only want half of a verse, which is strange for me because usually I like to go through the whole psalm. But I want Psalm 19.9, the first clause. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. Amen. Do you have an independent fear of the Lord? It's essential to be a successful Christian. Do you know what Jehovah says about fearing him? Let me show you how clean it really is. After reasoning for 11 chapters about the purpose of life, Solomon tells us in his inspired conclusion that is the whole duty of man to fear God and keep his commandments. Yes. Like David, his father, Solomon gave us a simple goal for our life. Half of the whole duty and purpose for our lives is to fear the Lord. Keeping his commandments is just as important, but without a proper and healthy fear of the Lord, we will not keep them as we should. Do you know what fear of the Lord is? It is not devilish fear, fleeing as far away as fast as possible from Jehovah as the wicked do out of fear of judgment. It is not worrying about what others think about your doctrine, your actions, what you look like, how you feel, or what others say about you. The Bible calls this the fear of men. It is a snare and will prevent you from progressing spiritually or financially, successfully. In any way, it will keep you and it will hinder you. Proverbs 29, 25. And you cannot be the servant of Christ if you fear men more than God. Galatians 1, 10 through 12. But it is standing in awe. Psalm 33, 8. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. We must humble ourselves before him and recognize that he is incomprehensibly great. We are insignificantly small. He is the only reason we are sustained and kept safe. And because of his mercies, we are not consumed. He hung the earth on nothing. Job 26, 7. He paints the sky each morning. He causes the pillars of heaven to tremble and be astonished at his rebuke. Job 26, 11. He raises the poor out of the dust and beggars from dunghills and sets them among princes. He preserves them that love him and destroys the wicked. He has dealt bountifully with us. And if we fear him, the blessings are incredible. But we'll get to that later. Do any of you know what yesterday's proverb was? It was Proverbs 8.13. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogancy, and the evil way and the forward mouth do I hate. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil and sin. If you fear God and love him, you will also hate what he hates. You will hate the sin within yourself and do everything you can to remove it as far away from yourself. But this goes beyond ourselves as well, because we should also hate ungodly men and their evil deeds. But let's look at David's heart in this matter. Psalm 101, verses 3 through 5. I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. A froward heart shall depart from me. I will not know a wicked person. Whoso privily slandereth his neighbor, him will I cut off. Him that hath an high look and a proud heart will not I suffer. How about Psalm 139, verses 21 through 22? Do not I hate them, O Lord, that hate thee? And am I not grieved with those that rise up against thee? I hate them with perfect hatred. I count them mine enemies. Do you hate those that hate God? What about those who have turned aside and departed from the God and the truth and their deeds? Those that continue in their sins show that they despise the Lord, Proverbs 14, 2. We don't want this to be true for us as well. We want to hate sin, repent, and show the Lord we love him above all else by fearing him and following his word. 
Amen. The fear of the Lord is also the beginning of knowledge. If we want to know anything, we have to fear the Lord first. An extension of that, it's the beginning of wisdom. If we seek to be wise, if we want to grow in wisdom, fearing the Lord is our starting point. It's also in the instruction of wisdom. So not only is fearing the Lord our starting point for gaining wisdom, but if we want to instruct anyone wisely and give godly counsel, we must have a fear of the Lord. And Proverbs 15, 33 says we not only must have a fear of the Lord, but humility. The fear of the Lord is also hoping in the mercy of God. And if we fear the Lord, it's strong confidence and a fountain of life to us. Yes. But do you know the benefits of fearing the Lord? First, you will continue to follow after God and not wickedly depart from him. First right. Samuel twelve fourteen says, If ye will fear the Lord and serve him and obey his voice and not rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then shall both ye and also the king that reigneth over you continue following the Lord your God. Even after Israel wickedly asked for a mortal king to rule over them instead of the king of kings, the Lord was still merciful toward them by giving them this promise and instruction by the prophet Samuel. We know Israel didn't listen, but we can listen this morning and follow the instruction yes. the Lord gives us today yes. to fear him, change our lives, be a man or woman after God's own heart, like David, and put on the new man he's given us, we will continue to follow after our Lord God. If we fear him, his angels will encamp around about us and deliver us. It says the angel of the Lord encamp round about them that fear him and delivereth them. Psalm 34, 7. If we fear the Lord, his mercy will be upon you. His righteousness will be upon your children and grandchildren. Yes. Psalm 103, 17. If you want your family trees to succeed, fear the Lord and teach your children about the God of their father and mother. If you fear the Lord, he'll take pleasure in you. We can please the Lord by fearing him. Yes. It's a simple way to do it, to please our, the father who's adopted us and made us his children. If we fear the Lord, his days will be prolonged. Honoring parents is one way to prolong days. The fear of the Lord is another way to do it if you want more days. Notice the contrast in Proverbs 10, 27. It says, the fear of the Lord prolongeth days, but the years of the wicked shall be shortened. Yes. It's a contrast that the Lord often makes in his word, and David makes in many of his psalms. Think Psalm 1. Which side do you want to be on, the Lord's or the world's? The answer should be easy for us. Yes. If we fear the Lord, our children will have a place of refuge, and by it we will depart from the snares of death. Yes. Proverbs 14, 26 through 27. Again, we find the promise of having a successful lineage if we fear the Lord. Are you struggling with sin and fiery darts? Rejuvenate yourself by remembering the fear, to fear the Lord your God. Humble yourself and remember he is your light, salvation, and the strength of your life, and you will be able to depart from the snares of your sin. Yes. If you fear the Lord, you will be satisfied and not visited with evil. If you fear the Lord, you will be safe. If you fear the Lord, he will write your name in a book of remembrance, and he will spare you as a man spares his own sons that serves him. Yes. Malachi three sixteen yes. through 17. This should delight our souls. It should be precious to us. We can be not only written in his book of life, but written in a book of remembrance if we fear him. And in Malachi three sixteen, it talks about those that fear the Lord. And what they did is they spake often to one another. Yes. I wonder what they spoke to one another about. It should be an easy answer for us as well. They spoke about the Lord, their God, their Father, their salvation, their light, and their Savior. The Lord, if you fear the Lord, the Lord will teach you in the way he chooses. Your soul will be at ease. Your seed will inherit the earth. The secret of the Lord will be with you, and his covenant will be revealed to you. Amen. Psalms 25, 12 through 14 has all of those promises in those two verses. What a great blessing. Yes. The Lord God will personally teach us in the way. We'll experience rest in our souls. Our families will be further blessed. 
He will show us the secrets from his word, and he'll show us his covenant? <laughs> That's incredible. Amen. That's the Lord God, the yes. same one who rebukes the heavens and they tremble. Yes. All if we fear the Lord. Is it hard for us? Do we believe when he says he will bless us for doing something? But we must have the right spirit and the right heart to believe it. And we must fear him before we'll ever believe it. Because to understand what God says in his promises and his word, we must fear the Lord and humble ourselves before him in the first place. Qualification number three of the study on Bible hermeneutics on the website is to fear God. Remember, as mentioned earlier, that the beginning of wisdom and knowledge is fear of the Lord. Without a fear of the Lord, at best he will make you blind to his word, or he will give you enough rope to hang yourself with. But beside all that, we just went through all these blessings. Are we convinced that the fear of the Lord is clean? We should be. It's wonderful. But why is it important? At the very least, it's better for you to have nothing with fear of the Lord than tremendous carnal riches with trouble. Proverbs 15, 16. But there's a better answer for us. We don't want at the very least. We want the Lord requires it. Deuteronomy 10, 12 through 13. And now, Israel, what doth the Lord thy God require of thee but to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, and to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul, to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command thee this day for thy good. And it's for our good. But, you know, all of this is in the Old Testament. The God of the New Testament doesn't want us to fear him, right? Wrong. Who did Jesus Christ, the Son of God, tell us to fear? Hint, not men. Matthew 10, 28. And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. That's right. Who would you rather fear and trust in, mortal man that has no ability to do anything about the soul, or the one who has the keys of hell and death? Amen. Let's look at what David decided. Psalm twenty-two, twenty-nine: All they that be fat upon the earth shall eat and worship. All they that go down to the dust shall bow before him, and none can keep alive his own soul. And Psalm 56, 4, In God I will praise his word. In God I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Amen. Let's go for some other examples. What does God's word say we need to perfect holiness? The fear of God, 2 Corinthians 7, 1. How are we supposed to submit to one another in the fear of God? Yes. Ephesians 5.21. What do we need to serve God effectively? Reverence and godly fear. Yes. Hebrews 12.28-29. Truly, the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. Amen. So what should we do if we have it? Praise Him. Hate sin. Love Him and His word. And be a man or woman after His own heart. Yes. Right. Do you fear the Lord this morning? What about last week? What about this coming week? Will you fear Him and praise Him with me? And let's end it with two statements from David about the fear of the Lord. Psalm twenty-two, twenty-three: Ye that fear the Lord, praise him. Amen. All ye the seed of Jacob, glorify him. Yes. Fear him, all ye the seed of Israel. In Psalm one thirty-five, twenty: Bless the Lord, O house of Levi. Ye that fear the Lord, bless the Lord. Amen. Amen.